This is your wrestling podcast fix. Follow us on Facebook at The Inzagiri Pro Wrestling Discussions, on Twitter at The Inzagiri, and catch new weekly episodes of The Inzagiri on SoundCloud.com. Yo, what's going on? Hey, what's going on? Not much. This is Fran. This is D.B. Richards. With another episode of the Inzagiri. And tonight, we are going to be talking about Clash of the Champions and much, much more. So, there's a debate going on on Facebook right now. Tell me more. You want to hear more? Sure. People like to debate pineapple on pizza. Pineapple on pizza. is Is that a yes or no? I don't have a problem with pineapple on pizza, but if people do not like it... Don't eat it. That's fine. What about black olives? Black olives? Black olives are okay. Okay. I actually had to talk with my mom earlier, because she was asking me, she said, would you like some olives? And I said, I don't really like olives, unless they're like black olives on sandwiches or pizza. Huh. So, it, it really depends on what it's on. However, since the last pay-per-view... I am staying away from Buffalo Chicken Pizza from Delco. <laughs> My boy hasn't opened up his um, shop yet, so I think it's coming up soon. Um, Central Italy to go. So that's where we're going to get our pizza next time around. When you have acid reflux at 2.30 in the morning, that basically tells you, too. don't get that anymore. You know what? I was talking to my friend Joe, and he was telling me, I, I told him, I said, I had acid reflux the other day. He said, oh, I know a thing or two about that because he gets it all the time. He gets it, like, all the time. Mm-hmm. So he was like, yeah, it's just, it's never fun. You know, you just got to. But, yeah, it's always. Yeah, I get it all the time. Too. It's always certain. That's why I change my food all the time. It's always certain pizza sauces that will trigger. But enough of that shit. I don't want to talk about that stuff. I want to talk about some wrestling. Oh. Actually, no, no, no. You did have something that you wanted to mention before we start. Um, my friend Mike, his mom passed away the other day. I want to put my condolences out to his family and friends and the, the, I'm sorry, man. Hashtag. Fuck cancer. Oh, dude, I couldn't, I couldn't stay in that viewing area. You know what I mean? So I went to, um, we went to, um, me on Rich Jackson and, and, um, Keener. We went to, um, Duffer's Tavern up in on Glen Mills to do Quizzo. It's all quit. It's all the quit. You know what I mean? Everything. They could, you know, there was only two groups that got Cheers theme song right. Just two groups. And you know what I said out loud? And we're in a freaking bar. <laughs> but um, but that that's the fun part. You know what I mean? I haven't gone to trivia in a while. I know you keep telling me I should go. Yeah. I suck at trivia, so. But it's, dude, you know music. Yes and no. I had to talk with somebody the other day about that. It was when I mentioned during an Uber ride, I said that the person that was in the car with me didn't recognize 311, and I kind of got sad about that. But then, again, I said, well, 311 is over 20 years old, so I guess I shouldn't be too surprised when the person was 18, so... I, like, the funny thing is, like, cars came on the, like, 
Um, and like I didn't know they sang all these songs. I thought I already knew two songs, but I knew the whole album. You know what I mean? And I'm like, it was just the. Well, there's a lot of songs that people hear over the years. Well, the they will recognize it, but, but they in, won't know the band. Yeah, and that's what it is, and that's what's wrong with it. But I know who 311 is, and I had that um, the blue album with the 311 thing. What was it called? I forgot. It was it was like down. Yeah, that one. Yeah. So yeah, I know that album. I own that album. It's somewhere in my collection, somewhere. Also, on the subject of music, as I do my researching, trying to research uh, royalty-free music, I found that most of the ones I could use that I don't have to pay a fee for uh, sounds like something out of a prescription medication commercial. Are you going through any issues? Are you having difficulty getting it up? Try this song for size. Side effects may include death. See, that's what I don't get. Why do you want to take a pill telling you it's going to cause like all these diseases? Because it'll make you feel better. I don't care about feeling better. I just don't want that diseases. But you'll feel better regardless. But that diseases or something could come in. Because... If you die, then you don't have to worry about anything. But I don't want to have a limp dick. Shh. They take the stuff that Tony Schiavone was talking about <laughs> on that YouTube clip. Oh, gosh. Um, he actually posted on Twitter about that. He said, because somebody posted that on their social media, I am not doing the cameos anymore. And then somebody else mentioned, they said, well, on the cameo website, it is all open for public view. So... Unless you specifically said, I don't want people to see this. Why wouldn't Tony Schiavone want people to see him saying, Get, eat that pussy good. Eat that pussy <laughs> I don't understand. That just brings out more personality. Yeah. But if there's any bands out there, local bands, any bands out there that wants to like go, Hey, use our music. We'll use it. There's only one problem with that. We're going to have somebody go, What's an Inzwi Geary? What's an Enziguri? Yeah. It's a kick. Not a lot of people will know that. Look it up. Put the word Enziguri in. Like the one guy we were talking to didn't know what an Enziguri was. But he didn't know what a yin-yang was either. (coughs) So we're going to talk about Clash of the Champions. We had our predictions. I don't remember what our predictions were. That was from last week. We're just going to talk about the results and give our opinions on them. (coughs) So, I'm going to bring up my, um, if I can bring it up. What are you going to bring up? My picks. Well, while you're doing that, I'm going to go down the list and just say off the top of your head what you thought about each match. Okay. So, there were two pre-show matches. The first one was Drew Gulak defending his Cruiserweight Championship against Humberto and Lince Dorado. What did you think of that match? I knew um, it was it was a good match. Um, it was. I had to say, um, I knew Drew Drew was going to win the match, so I didn't think they were going to push them two guys because they're they're they believe in Drew Gulak as champion. Yeah, I mean, one of the best out there. Great Philadelphia man. And I don't want to see him lose the title. I think he's awesome. And plus, he's with Tony Nese now. I want to see Lindsay win. 
just because I remember him from Chikara. Yeah, um, I remember, oh, Tony Nese said HOH, but, no, um, yeah, yeah, he did Chikara, he did, um, he did a bunch of stuff, and he, um, didn't he train, um, help, um, train our boy Frankie, drank, um, Jamak. <laughs> yeah, Jamak's out for today. Yeah, not, no, I'm not, uh, I can't say, so. Let's talk about the second match. So for our second match, actually for the first one, you said so. You said Drew was going to win that one. Yes. All right. The second one was AJ Styles defending his United States Championship against Cedric Alexander. This was an interesting match. This was an interesting match for reasons that are people have posted up on the internet. Whether you want to believe it or not, it's up to you. They said. That Vince McMahon is not a huge fan of Cedric Alexander, which is why he got squashed on a pre-show match. I disagree with that. I don't think he was going to squash somebody. So it's Dave Meltzer. Meltzer always puts a little false into stories so he can get people going, Oh, look at this. There's a story about Vince McMahon doesn't like somebody. But let's say, theoretically speaking, I always like to use that term. Theoretically speaking, let's say, I'm not saying that's true, but let's say, for example, fantasy booking-wise, Vince McMahon is not a huge fan of Cedric Alexander, so he's going to bury him against AJ Styles. What would that accomplish? Like, why, watching that match, would you even think that? No, not at all. This is what I thought. I thought that, so... Cedric has gotten the upper hand on AJ up until this show. And this show just kind of knocked him down. Yeah. But at the same time, people say they don't want 50-50 booking because that can get tiresome. But then people will bitch and complain when you have a dominant champion or you have somebody that where the feud is completely one-sided. So it's really difficult to tell. What I thought was, was that you had a guy who was on a roll with Cedric he picked up. So he had some really good matches on Raw, and he was getting television time, and he was doing a lot of good stuff. Yeah. But he was also somebody that was mostly on Two Hundred Five Live, and now back to reality, where you're facing former two-time WWE champion AJ Styles. But you have to think about it too. Um, Vince loves to see how much you can bury somebody and build them back up again. To see what happens. You know what I mean? We've seen it with a lot of wrestlers. You know? Yeah, but at the same time, we don't know if that's what he had in mind or if it's just the fact that he was doing it or if he was even responsible for that stuff at all. Because we keep forgetting that as much as people say, oh, this person's getting buried, they're just getting a paycheck. I mean, you could say the same thing about like, who who comes to mind was, uh... Samoa Joe. Not Samoa Joe. I'm thinking of another one. Um, the guy who's got kids. Oh, he's Slater. He's Slater. That time when he was getting demolished and he was just being your typical jobber, just... He looked like he was having fun because he was getting TV time and he was out there on TV. So... It's it's all about uh, putting on the best match possible. Each... Here's the thing. Each... Now, it it really depends on which wrestler you're talking to. I can't say it. I can't say it because I'm not a wrestler. I don't know. 
But some wrestlers, I assume, they would want to be higher up on the card. They feel that they deserve it. Others are just happy to be there. We've talked to people that are kind of on both sides where they take much pride in, like, you know, doing a good job. But at the same time, they also know their spot in the card. So, yeah. But I thought that with this match that it was mainly Cedric finally caught up to reality that he was facing AJ Styles. And the same way when people say, oh, Brock Lesnar is going to bury this person. Well, Brock Lesnar has basically demolished everybody, <clears throat> so who is he really burying? When you got a guy who squashed John Cena, losing to Brock Lesnar is not going to knock you down. True. But we'll we'll move over to the Bro- um, Brock Lesnar thing coming up. But uh, and the, on The Fiend and all that stuff, I want to talk about that later. So I thought that I thought that this match, it, it was, it it went less than five minutes. It had potential to be one of the better matches on the card, but we'll see if they do anything else because it looks like that they're possibly not done with the storyline. So the next match on the card was Robert Root, or okay, the first match on the main show, uh, Robert Root and Dolph Ziggler going against Rollins and Strowman, and Rollins and Strowman were defending their tag team titles. I picked I picked Rude and Ziggler to win this. Storyline wise, it made sense. Yeah. Because Rollins and Strowman, <clears throat> they, this is the, <clears throat> this is the thing that I don't understand though. It's the fact that with WWE, they're still doing the thing of putting thrown together tag teams, and putting more emphasis on them, than the people that are established tag teams, yeah. and that's all they ever been. And that's what I hate. You know what I mean? I was hoping Braun and um, Seth was not going to win the titles. You know what I mean? Keep it on um, Gallo and um, Anderson. Because that would have been great. You know what I mean? And then... But as far as the storyline that they were going with them, it just kind of made sense at the time. Because they always run the whole tag team partners that have animosity against each other. But they didn't have any animosity. It was just well. It's well. They were going to have a match, so you could still say that they still there were still conflicting issues there. Yeah. But re- regardless, um, so Root and Ziggler won after a miscommunication from Strowman and Rollins. Well, Strowman tried to he tried to shove. I can't remember this off the top of my head. I'm not going to read the results. So Strowman shoved somebody into Rollins. And Rollins turned around, took a DDT from Root, and that was the end of that match. Yeah, that was like a, it was a super kick, then to the DDT. Yeah. Yeah. And Root, of course, he's, he's a tag team specialist, so we'll see if they actually make something of this team and not just have them be another forgotten tag I, team. Didn't they call themselves the Vultures? I'll have to look that up. Next up on the card is... Bailey defending her SmackDown Women's Championship against Charlotte Flair. I picked Bailey to win that match. I don't like the way that this show in general went down because you had Charlotte and you had Cedric, both of them hometown people, and they both essentially got squashed. Yeah. Charlotte didn't get really get squashed, but at the same time, it was a very quick match. And Bailey just ran off after she buried Charlotte's face in a turnbuckle and rolled her up for the three. But that makes herself the heel part to get herself over. 
And I think having Charlotte under her belt as a win helps her move on as a heel, but a face the kids. However, I still think that based on the crowd that they were working with, now people want to people want to criticize when they say, "Oh, this crowd is dead." But when you have two hometown people take losses like that, that's kind of this early on in the show. That's kind of yeah. deflate them for the rest of the show. And there was, it was very noticeable in certain matches because there were certain matches where it's like, okay, I mean, this is this is good, and the crowd does not give a shit. But when's the last time you heard wrestling fans or big wrestling fans in North Carolina? It's always Chicago, L.A. New York and Philly. North Carolina. But the Carolinas, I mean, that's that's like Ric Flair country. It's Ric Flair's country, but... Still, there's wrestling fans down there. I bet they are wrestling fans back down there. I bet they're still... I bet they're more AEW than WWE. But there's people on the WWE roster that fit that bill. Yeah, I know. And when it comes down to it, you know, I mean, if you got... If you got certain wrestlers... WWE has enough wrestlers where they could literally work every single other company's style of wrestling. Gotcha. And it's just their decision that we're not going to do that. Or we're going to do that when it best benefits us. I mean, they, they, they literally have shit. I mean, that's that's the thing. People are, and we've talked about this many times, people are talking about like, oh, WWE isn't, like, no, they're not. Like, they, they can essentially... And even when even when talk even when there's interviews with people like Jim Ross, as as much as his commentary is questionable many times, if you listen to his interviews, he's actually he's still pretty on point with things where he says there was one interview when they were talking about uh, WWE's position in the industry and he said, Oh, they're still definitely number one. Like that's not gonna change. It's gonna take a lot to knock them off. If that's even possible, so they got too much backing from places like Fox. Yeah, you know. And I hope, I hope we just enjoy wrestling. You know what I mean? That's all we need. We just need the to thing enjoy is, wrestling. is that when there's more legitimate competition, that creates that that sets off things. That's what set off the Attitude Era. And the Attitude Era, not specifically being WWE, we're talking about the Monday Night Wars. And that created a lot of good stuff. Oh, it was amazing stuff. You got got the first time NWO, you know what I mean? And then at the same time, you also had ECW. And then all the other independents that were going on that were... I mean, even even down to... I, I remember talking about this. I said every single time somebody talks about like Brian Danielson or Daniel Bryan, I said... I remember watching him back in like 2001. Yeah. He was just wrestling in front of hundreds of people. So you, so even the independents, even today, there's still a lot of good stuff going on. Wrestling and t- like, okay, my friend, my, one of my other friends, I was talking to him about this because he was like, wrestling sucks right now, and I said, wrestling, the the basic concept of wrestling as far mm-hmm. as in the ring, mm-hmm. there is. There's been so many amazing matches over the last couple of years that you kind of lose count from every single company, WWE included, especially when we're talking about NXT. 
there's so many there's so much good wrestling that the focus still has to be on the storylines and that's kind of where you get a big mixed bag and then people will say well you could talk about new japan i mean they've always had pretty good storylines but at the same time they're they they're only going to reach so many people because a lot of people don't have the patience to sit through those style of matches. Yeah. So that's where, that's where I think when people were talking about AEW, they were like, well, hopefully they'll kind of take certain aspects from all the other companies and try to work them to, and just see if that works. Cause WWE has already got their machine going. Yeah. They got, they got their main rosters for casual audiences and casual audiences is it's just a general term it's it's not meant to be looked at as an insult it's just people that don't nitpick every single detail of everything and then you also have NXT which if you notice not a lot of people bitch about NXT but at the same time not a lot of people watch NXT so hopefully that that ends tonight because they are having their first 2 hour show tonight that's going that's going to be awesome yeah and of course um it's probably on right now, or mm-hmm. what time does it start? Eight or nine? Eight o'clock, yeah, so I guess we'll just read the recap and uh, see how it goes. So, wow, that that just kind of trailed off the topic. Let's talk about the revival defeating the New Day for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. This was a good match. Yeah, I picked the revival. But... It was a good match. Like they, it was it was tag team wrestling to a T. Yeah, they picked apart. Xavier's bad leg that was part of a storyline because his leg was injured before the pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. And they made sure that the big man, Big E, was taken out of the equation. So the Revival has always had the concept of old-school wrestling down. And this this was a very good match. Hopefully we see more from them. Yeah, I, pick, I picked the Revival to win that match, and I was kind of happy I did. Next up, we got Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross... Defeating Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. I I picked Mandy and Deville and they lost. I know. Um, and the whole time you said, why does she have to be a lesbian? I know. I'm talking about... And I love Mandy too. I don't know what it is. Hey. Chick, hey, you know what? Chicks love dicks. It's not the guys that they're attached to. Yeah. So. But I'm not a fan of blondes like that. But man, something about Mandy's like, ooh. Alexa was looking pretty solid in this match, too. She hasn't wrestled a whole lot, but... No. I think ev- they're just trying to be cautious because of injuries and all. But everybody is always criticizing how she is in a ring, and there's nothing wrong with her. No, no, nothing's wrong with her. Like, people... Non-wrestling fans go after people that they never did what they're doing right now in the ring. You see what I'm saying? Like, these guys are sitting on the couch... And saying, oh, he can't wrestle. But you're sitting on a couch. Have you wrestled? Did you jump in a ring? People have a right to say that as fans, it's the same thing as sports. Yeah, I'm not It's the same thing as acting. That's what I'm saying. I try not to put focus on that. Because, I mean, you could say the same... Like, I'll give an example in the movie industry. Um, What's his face who played... I'm trying to remember his name. It was somebody in the Terminator Genesis. The guy that played... Um, John Connor? Not John Connor. Kyle Reese. Okay. The actor that played Kyle Reese. If you look at every single YouTube video of any of the clips from there, they'll be like, this guy cannot act. 
but guaranteed that none of those people can act either. No. But they're just saying it. They're saying it as as a critic. You're allowed to be a critic, okay? And but at the same time, there's going to be a group of people that criticize the critics, and it's because they have a difference. They have differences in opinion. That's all it is. So I always say. I'm, I'm guilty of it also. Sometimes I could... Everybody does this. But the best thing you could do when you run into a situation like that is say, No, I could tell you otherwise. And I'll, and I'll explain this to you. And if they don't take your opinion, well then don't worry about it. So what's next? It makes things a lot easier. See, you don't want to talk about it now. No, I, I get what you're saying. That's why I'm not going to say what I need to say. Because... I understand what you're saying. What were you gonna say though? I want to uh, know. I didn't have anything. Yeah, you do. I think you did. I just, I just want to see some of these critics out there take a bump, take a, you know what I mean, feel the mat. You know what I mean? I've taken a back bump before. You know what? I can be, I can say whatever I want. I've taken a back bump. Yes, you did. I had. It was, too. it was fun. It was fun. My favorite was face bumps. I can't take a face bump. No, I can't take a flip bump. Foot, I tried. Foot bumps are kind of hard, but I, I hate chops. They hurt. I don't think that anybody really likes chops. If they do, there's something wrong with them. <laughs> I don't think that anybody ever says, Hey, Walter, give me a chop. <laughs> but, yeah. Shinsuke defeated The Miz to retain his Intercontinental Championship. You were surprised with this match because you thought for sure that the Miz was going to win. Yeah, and now I'm thinking they're going to start a, little, a nice storyline together. So I want to see where it goes. I'm not going to lie; I thought that the Miz was going to win too because they haven't really done anything with uh, Nakamura, yeah. and they're trying to do more with the Miz outside of what he was doing with Shane McMahon because that because, that storyline's done. Because they wanted to do with uh, Miz is beat Jericho's record. Again, though, that's something that 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 is that is just news that's being thrown out there. How do we know that for sure? I mean, yeah, you could say. I mean, I said the same thing about how New Day held on to the titles long enough to beat out Demolition's record, but I mean that was an absurdly long single reign. I yeah. mean, you know, something with the Miz, it would be more of a convenience thing. It'd be like, well, you've already got this many reigns. What would another one be? <coughs> Yeah, I, I'm a Miz fan. I was just amazed what happened. But I did pick Miz, and he didn't win. What's next? And Sami Zayn played a good part in that also. He's... Yeah, it was something different. I think Sami is great. I like his being annoying. You know what I mean? He's so annoying that he's pissing people off, and I love it. I don't like that style of heel, though. But he's supposed to be the whiny bitchy. I don't like that style of heel for, for one reason only. Because it is the heel equivalent to cheap face, is like face pops. Like whenever you get somebody that says, Tonight, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, thumbs up. Oh, okay, Mick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay, I see what you're saying. But the thing about, the thing about Mick Foley is that he... It was a parody to him. He knew it was a big joke, and he just did it anyway. That's why he always did the thumbs up. He was like, cheap pop, right? So, yeah. It's all about catering. That's, 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 why, that's why I love 
the heels like when Johnny Gargano did his short run as a heel yeah. when he was still acting like if that is beautiful. Like oh. that is something you don't see that often. No, you don't. You don't see the heel running down to the ring and high fiving people. That's just like what the hell is he doing? <laughs> it's a different era. People love heels. That's why I said I love the fact that Bailey right now still has her entrance. <laughs> it was kind of the same way when it was the same way when Hulk Hogan first turned heel and he was still hulking up. It just <laughs> looked weird. Uh, well, Sasha. Sasha Banks defeated Becky Lynch by disqualification, so Becky retained the title. This was one of the best matches of the night. It was great. I enjoyed it. But I was hoping... I was hoping Sasha was going to win. It was really confusing, though, at the end, exactly who the crowd was booing. Because the way that Becky left, it really looked like she was playing the heel. And so... I wasn't sure if it was like the crowd just because because Sasha did have some she did have some uh, chance in the crowd during that match. Yeah. So, and especially after the the thing that they ran on WWE Network about her talking about her issues when she was gone and everything. So we'll see where we'll see where uh, things go with that. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> did we do the Rollins match? Not yet. Okay. So next up was Kofi Kingston defeating Randy Orton, retaining his WWE Championship. There was opinions on this match online that I disagreed with. There were people that just said that the match was boring. They said it was boring because... So, Orton's got a style of match that is very fundamental. There's nothing really wrong with it, but at the same time, it's not going to bring you off your seat you're not going to get super excited about it i didn't have a problem with the match for the fact that the match itself was fine there was a clean pin at the end but what people were saying was they said considering the storyline going into it there should have been more fire there should like it should have been kofi just showing that he was a lot more pissed off at orton but i thought that it was really just Kofi wanted to show that he's a good champion, and Orton wanted to show, hey, I'm a better wrestler than you. Yeah. And that's how I saw it. So I didn't have a problem with the match. I thought it was good. I thought the match was good, too. I had no problem. This whole card I had no problem with. You know I mean, some matches were short, but, you know, WWE's trying to, like... And also, they kept the RKO strong because Kofi had to use the ropes. Yeah. That's another small touch, so... See, psychiatry... Psychology, not yeah. psychiatry. I, I know. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. You had a long day, you know. Yeah. It's all good. Next up, we have Eric Rowan defeating Roman Reigns. And Luke Harper making his return. That was an awesome finish. And you know what everybody's saying about this one? Where's Uncle Dave now saying that Luke Harper was going to be gone? Well, things are subject to change. And they it's finally so, found a reason for Luke Harper to actually come back. It's so funny because people are looking at me and going, no, Luke Harper's done. He got released. And I'm like, no, he's still with the WWE. They're like, they no. said that he requested his release, which he actually posted about. On, he posted this stuff online. It wasn't a rumor. Yeah. But he didn't get his release, which he also posted online. 
But the whole thing was, was that as far as if anybody was going to come back to help Eric ruin, it was going to be Harper. Because they were a tag team. It just made sense. Oh, yeah. So, but like it's people, good that they finally have something for him to do. I think um, there were some people who were upset that Eric Rowan is his own man. He could beat whoever. You ever see Eric Rowan in person? He's a big fucking dude. Yeah. I mean, he looks big on TV. He's humongous in person. Oh, yeah. So, it shouldn't really come in. I mean, say what you want about what he does in a ring. He's not the greatest, but he plays his role very well. And their their match their match was not that bad. And I still think Daniel Bryan's behind it too. I don't I don't think so because of the fact that they actually had them attack him and they're not going to play up the whole I mean, yes, I realize it in wrestling that we've had people say, oh, I took one for the team, or like the next week all of a sudden they forgot that this person kicked their ass. I don't think they're going to go with that, though. I think they, I think the whole point is is that they want to slowly bring Brian back as a face, but he's also solidly number two behind Roman, which makes Vince McMahon happy. It's true. But they shouldn't, they shouldn't make him face. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think he's a that great they, deal. I think that they should, but they should, they should still keep some of the characteristics that he has. Because even when he was, even when he cut his promo on SmackDown, and he and he's he, he was trying, it was like he was trying to sympathize, but at the same time, there was still a bit of attitude with him. See, I still want him and um, the Miz to face off. They did have a match. No, to keep on the storyline. Because they gotta still be like hating each other. That I don't. I, I I think I think that went away. I mean, they had their opportunity to run that at WrestleMania. Which yeah. well, no, wait a minute. When he came, when when Brian came back at Mania, who who did he face? I honestly don't even remember now. How sad is that? He had a tag team match. Yeah. Wait, was it against? Uh... This is this is horrible. Like, why are we blanking out? It was at thirty-five. It was. No, no, it was uh, WrestleMania thirty-four. It was. No, it was thirty. No, it was, it was 34. thirty-four. It was Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon against Owens, Owens and Sammy. No, that's not it. Yes, it was, because I'm looking at it right now. WrestleMania 35. But his return was at 34. Oh, his return. Now, I thought you meant this year. No, not this year, because this year he lost the belt to Kofi. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's because the, the, the match ended with Brian hitting Sane with a flying knee. And then, okay, so okay. That's it. Yeah, so... They, um, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what they do. It, that's, ever since they did the whole Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman running respective shows, there have been certain fleshed out storylines where it's like, where are they going to go with this? And that's a good thing. I mean, there's, it's it's been done subtly in some cases. Okay, with Heyman, it's a little more obvious. 
because that's just his style. Yeah. And I like it because I'm getting into watching Raw and SmackDown a lot more. Except this week. This week just sucked. I'm behind on wrestling. I am behind six hours of wrestling. So Seth Rollins retained his Universal Championship against Braun Strowman after three curb stomps, a pedigree, and then another curb stomp. (laughs) Because we can't forget about the pedigree. Yeah. So let me get this straight. Strowman has to eat four curb stomps and a pedigree, but one F5 takes him down. Yeah, that's crazy. I did like what uh, Dave Walker was saying when we were watching the show. He said, Strowman's gonna, he's gonna lose because he's a big dummy. <laughs> he said something along those lines, because every single time that Strowman loses, it's always because he screws up with something. Yeah. That's true. He's a big dummy. He's a big, dumb idiot. Roar! Roar! He's like the, um... The big dude from um, um, Revenge of the Nerds. It's like, ugh. No, he's a video game boss. He's a video game boss that is very easy to beat, but if you're not paying attention, he will kill you. Yeah. And then, and then after that, what happens to Seth? So after that, that's when the Fiend comes out and setting up their storyline. Fiend comes out, gives them the mandible claw, and that's the end of that show. So, I was in the car today, um, one of the guys that, um, I pick up, he's a wrestling fan named Jordan, and, um, and, um, he, we were talking, I said, what do you think about wrestling going on right now? Because that's what we do all the time, every time we see each other, because he lives not that far. And, um, and I'm like, he's like, what do you think of The Fiend and Seth Rollins? Looks like The Fiend's gonna win. I'm like, nah, they can they can make it a DQ. He goes, no, it's in a Hell in Cell match. And I'm like, oh, shit, I forgot. That but doesn't matter. They've, they've, they've ran storylines where there have been endings to matches where it didn't make any sense. Let me let me, let me me finish what I said. Because they're talking about The Fiend versus Undertaker, right? So do you... Go ahead. So, um, like, back in the day, you know, in the ring and all, and um, out for nowhere, you see the ring break open. And get pulled And then under. the Undertaker's gonna pull him into hell. Yeah, I mean, that'll be setting up a nice storyline that self keeps the title. Which would explain why the Fiend attacked Kane on Raw. So. Yeah. There's a couple of different ways that they could go about this. A lot of people are also saying that. Because you don't want the Fiend to lose either. There was also a lot of other people saying that Demon Balor could make his return. But I would. I, I wish they would do this. They're not going to do this. I wish that Demon Balor would make his return. Or Finn Balor would make his return in general. But Bray Wyatt is in control of him. Oh my gosh. That would be kind of cool. I want the Fiend and the Demon to be together. You should, that, you should write that to WWE. They will never do that. Because what would be the end story with that? That would essentially him waking up. that would essentially be like the un, the unstoppable tag team. Have him wake up. It's like what the hell happened? Or all of a sudden, or all of a sudden they uh. You know what would be even funnier, is if they had Bray Wyatt talking to Balor and Balor still had issues with Wyatt. 
Mm-hmm. But for some reason, the but for some reason the fiend and the demon get along. <laughs> Things like that. Vince Russo would be proud. He would have a demon on a pole match. So we had, yeah. So I was saying online that the fiend should not win any belts. He should stay away from belts. Um, if they're gonna have any matches where the belt is involved, there should be a no contest. Correct. Because him winning the belt just means that he has to lose the belt. And his character has not been around long enough to really do that right now. Yeah, that's true. There's so many people that are saying, oh, they should put the belt on the feet. No, they should not. No, 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 no. Because here's a question. Why the fuck would the Fiend even care about having the belt? No, he, he doesn't. Like, he, maybe Bray Wyatt's character? Bray Wyatt might be like, oh, look at this, I have a title. But the Fiend's going to be like, what the hell is this? But it was the that's That's why... So, Wyatt's character has gone through many ups and downs. But one of the ones I actually liked was when... The only meaning that Bray Wyatt had in life was making Roman's life a living hell. Yeah. I loved that storyline. Anybody but you, Roman. Yeah. So, are we moving on to the next storyline? Story? What's the next one? So, Billy Corgan just released the, the new NWA logo ahead of first Atlanta taping. Oh, sorry, I was trying. What do you think? That shit... That shit just put me to sleep. I thought it was going to be something like special. Well, I get the whole idea. I mean, it looks very old school, but also looks like he could have just done it on his laptop. Yeah. It's like... I, like, they got the National on top. You got Wrestling Alliance on the bottom. Then you got NWA, not the rap group. And uh, the part of Atlanta right in the middle. I'm just telling There's you. nothing wrong with the logo. It's just very boring. There's nothing that really sticks out with it. And and I get that the NWA is all about being old school, but... You and they can, get, but you can still do old school while still modernizing certain aspects, like a logo. And then you got franchise colors, like Shane Douglas colors. Black and yellow. Black and yellow, black and yellow. <laughs> I mean, come on. That logo looks like something I could put up on Black Ops. Yeah. It looks like something I could do on an emblem editor. <clears throat> come on. Come on, Billy. You're better than that. We saw you at a show. <laughs> I'm a little bit disarmed about it. <laughs> I see what you did there. Shut up. <laughs> so, I said that I wasn't going to mention this, but... It is a topic, so we're going to talk about... We'll try to not talk about it for too long. So... Big Cass had an issue at one of the shows... New Jersey shows. The New Jersey show. It was... He had he had an altercation with Joey Janela, who actually went online and talked about it. He, It appeared like he didn't even really have that big of an issue with it now. It was just a case of like, yeah, it was very bizarre. And the promoter, like... Basically, by the time everything was done, Cass was taken away, and they said that he was getting. So the whole st- so basically, and Pat Buck punched. Pat, yeah, Pat Buck 
laid him out, and one would assume that would be the reason why he went to the hospital, make sure he's okay. So, one of the one of the things that you were mentioning was that because because of his history of having a seizure at HOH, and you said that could have been the onset of another one possibly happening, but let's look at the wider spectrum of things to talk about what he's going through right now. So, I don't disagree with that assessment. I mean, there there could be some facts in there, but at the same time, you gotta look at, like, everything, like, what could have possibly led to all the stuff, like, his depression issues, the fact that he, he got really jacked up in a short amount of time. I mean, not to, not to discredit him, but he had to have been taking something. See, that's the whole thing. We don't know. Exactly. But I'm, so but I'm saying, to... like, you saw the pictures of when he, he basically looked like um, Cassius Ono. You don't go from that to looking like Test. He, he looked a little bit jacked when he was at HOH. Yeah, but the but one of the pictures that people were showing online, I was like, he looks more, he looks in better shape than when he was in WWE by far. Maybe he thought he was like, let's say, well, it's because know, it's because of the he whole, got lazy. Well, it's because yeah. of the whole thing of he was getting tired of people talking like talking shit on him, and he wanted to show that he still had what it took to get big in the business. But there's a lot of other issues that he's going through. And I think that's part of the reason why when Janela posted about it, that he basically didn't want to show any hard feelings. He was like, this is just an issue that got blown up, and hopefully everything is okay now. Because they had, because they worked together the night before, and everything was fine. Yeah. So, it's just an odd situation. They haven't, like, Cass hasn't said anything like, he hasn't posted about it on social media, so one would assume that maybe eventually he'll have a statement to make about it, so. Yeah, I bet he got tested to make sure. And plus, um, seizures, um, you don't remember some stuff, you know what I mean? That's where the not I, remembering I, part. I get that, but where do, where is the onset? There's always other things involved. It's not strictly just that. It there's there's it many could... other factors that you have to put in there, though, that lead to that. You don't know because you don't know what the setup was either. They might have strobe lights. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm, yeah. just, I'm just putting stuff together. That's what wrestling shows do. You know what I mean? They got other things, lighting, that could totally screw everything up. Because how did his onset happen at HOH? You know what I mean? What do you mean how did his onset happen at HOH? He was sitting at an autograph table and he just collapsed. No, he walked out. He walked out from the back and in, and then he collapsed right there. He wasn't at the table yet. Yeah, but it was also a fact that he'd never had one before. Or he or he or if he did have one, he didn't know about it. But there but that's the thing, is that seizures can happen to anybody at any given time. And what especially I, when they're going through a lot of stuff like he's been going through. So. Yeah. And they said all different seizures are different. But the one thing that Dreamer was mentioning was the fact that he said, and Dreamer's the type of guy who's not going to bullshit people. Like, he just, he, he doesn't care about that. He'll yeah. make himself look bad if it's telling the truth. Yeah. He said, you know, people were saying that Cass was on drugs, and I've been with him, and he was doing fine. So, you know. I'm hoping it comes up that it wasn't drugs, it wasn't anything. Get tested. I hope 
But the up. but the problem with that though is that if it comes up that everything was fine and that mentally and physically everything was fine, then that just means that he was being unprofessional and nobody wants to hear about that also, especially since he's trying to get his act together. Yeah. That's why this is just this is the reason why Janela, who had the issue with Enzo, and that kind of blew over. Yeah. Why, I think they're just trying to not take it out of proportion. Be like, you know, this is just a situation that they're going through. Hopefully everything gets taken care of. At least Janela, um, Janela's um, being on the high road. So it gives me a little credit. That Good job. You know what I mean? Well, I think it's the fact that like it also wasn't posted online where... Like, the whole thing with Enzo, where Enzo decided that he wanted to have a Twitter war with Janela. I think Janela just wanted to be done with it, so. Yeah. So, um, we just brought up Pat Buck and all. Pat Buck just got signed by WWE. Like, he got signed. He got signed by WWE, which is why the show that he did was his his last last show. And now he is an agent for Raw or SmackDown, I'm not sure. But... Good luck to Pat Buck, man. I, I enjoyed the stuff on TV. Um, the shows I've been to, you know what I mean? I mean, it's stuff one in um, Independence when I saw him wrestle. Somebody needs to pass the buck. Good luck, buddy. One of my friends was talking about just the other day. He said, what's your opinion on this? Is that... AEW is... Uh, it kind of fizzled for for various reasons. I tried to mention those reasons, but at the same time, you can't really use those as excuses because you figure now will be the time where people will be at a bigger peak, but there were things about All Out that were good, but at the same time, there were still many things that they need to work on. And that's and one of the things about their show that's come that's coming up next month is that... How are they going to... What are they going to do as far as when they start drawing out the storylines for people other than Cody? Because they show... Because what they've done with any storyline with Cody Rhodes... As much as we want to give shit about Cody Rhodes basically being the Triple H of the company... um, Is the fact that they show that they can do storylines. That's not the issue. But the issue is is that they need to do storylines for, for well not for everybody. There's going to be people that there's going to be people on the card where it's like you're not going to have storylines for every single person, but you got to have multiple ones to keep everybody invested. Yeah. And then there's going to be people that are just out there. They're going to have their matches, like you know. So if you remember what I said like a while back, some like I think the whole block of them getting the TV show being next month, it just screws up them going uh, okay we saw how many pay-per-views so far five four there were I think two of them no it was two of them were the paid shows and then they had another two I think okay like they had fighter fest and see, they had something else see this whole break of them not doing anything makes me going uh, I'm but, I don't know where I'm going with. But it. that's the problem is the fact that they're it's it's a startup. It's not it's not a case of an it's not a ca- this is the problem. It's not a case of an independent company that already has they already have storylines in place. They already have things built up. See, it's a 
brand new company. See, they should because they used the internet for everything for their little show when they were in Japan and all that. Why didn't they just like get a couple matches together, put it on the internet? And but just they like, but they were doing that. They they did do that. They were doing that with Hangman Page against Jericho. They did that. They even they even did the whole promo with Kenny Omega where he he cut a promo talking about John Moxley after Moxley got his MRSA uh, infection back. He said, "Oh, you wanted to be the big shot. You wanted to see how it was to be in Japan and be like the best bout machine. Well, how did that work out for you?" So there are things that they have in place, but once again. It's not television, and that's where the difficulty comes in. Not everybody's going to go on YouTube. Even even their YouTube page, for all the fans that they have, still does not even compare to YouTube pages like Up, Up, Down, Down that have, like, millions of viewers. Like, yeah. if you look at it, they're still, they still got a lot of subscribers, but it's not nearly as many as other pages do. So what's coming up is their tag team tournament. Have you seen it? See, my whole thing is, Young Bucks, Luchas, they're on there. But I don't think they should win. I think Private Party, uh, Jurassic Express should move on. On the other side... It's it's the same issue. Here's the thing, though. It's the same issue. The issues that they have with first establishing their television show... Is even the same problem that SmackDown has with Fox. Is the fact that they're expected to have the people that everybody knows. And as far as tag teams go, who is the most well-known tag team in that company? Is the Young Bucks. I, I think um, SUC, um, SCU is up there too. Yeah, but we're talking as far as a casual fan base. I mean, yes, SCU's been around for a very long time. Because they were around in um, TNA for how long? Yes, but they're but but again, that goes. That's the same thing. Like if you talk about when AJ Styles made his debut in WWE, is that and that was a big deal. And but he but he himself was surprised with the response that he got because he knew. It's like, yes, I'm coming from this company that was always seen as at, le- at the very best number two. And now I'm going here. So there's that big unknown. And that's, the, yeah. and, and that's the risk that you take when you have certain people that were established elsewhere. People know, I mean, like any wrestling fan who's been around and has followed multiple companies knows that Christopher Daniels is awesome. And that he is, I mean, he's, he's a vet. Dude, he was one of the best in the world at one point. Yes, but at the same time, he also... But if you listen to him in interviews and everything, he also kind of knows his place. He knows, he's like, I can still go, I can still contribute, and that's that's bas- that's basically what I want to give right now. See, my whole thing is, to get over, you want to build new characters. And having... Not having... Dude, I will. I like the Young Bucks. I like I like um, Lucha Brothers because they're good wrestlers. You know what I mean? But um, if I want if I'm starting a company, I'm gonna try to get best friends over more and push them. So you got more tag teams. I think that to take on. But I think that if they were gonna do that, that they would probably push people like Private Party. Yeah. They would push. I I 
Private Party would be my win. The Dark Order is another one. The Dark Order is really an interesting case because they are an amazing tag team. Correct. I mean, as a, I mean, Dude, I remember, they were great I in rem- Chicago. No, I remember watching them as the Smash Brothers, and they were they are great together. They've been around for a lot longer than you know people would even think. Yeah, but it's the fact that people aren't quite sure what to think about their characters, and also, I mean, it, it's it's mainly the way that they look. Like you know, that's that's the problem that AEW has in general with a lot of the wrestlers is that a lot of the wrestlers are good but they don't have the distinguishable characteristics of even some of the mid-card wrestlers in WWE see this is my whole thing if they push somebody else besides Young Bucks and Luchas I'm okay then winning the titles after that you know but, I mean? but they do They, I mean you saw how you saw how even with SCU defeating Luchasaurus and the others that like they were they were displaying what Luchasaurus can do. They need to do more with him. Oh, dude! Because amazing. he because he's he's like one of the most marketable characters and wrestlers that they have right now. And it's funny because we see in him versus Moose and House of Hardcore, and we're amazed how good Moose looked. Well, I don't give a fuck about Moose. I mean, yeah, Moose is. Moose has gotten better, but he's still Moose, okay? <laughs> like Moose. You know Moose. I mean saying that he's Moose. gotten better is like it's like saying, um Oh, Baron Corbin did good. I, I thought, actually you know what? No, we haven't talked about Baron Corbin. We will in a second. Well mm-hmm. so to to get with I mean their their show is coming up. I just I I'm gonna mark out when I hear Tony Shmai. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> you know. Oh well dude. You know how much uh, that I will watch wrestling. It's the thing that I do like about AEW, though. I mean, yeah, it's like, oh, what else do you like about them? It's the fact that at the last at the last pay per view when the crowd was chanting "Holy shit!" at whatever spot that they did, and Jim Ross was just like, "Oh, the crowd's chanting holy shit!" Like it's just. <laughs> They have the li- like I said, little liberties like that. I mean, I mean, yeah, you could say that Corey Graves said the same thing when Heyman first got announced, but when he was like, "Holy shit!" So I I, I was reading something. Um, Booker T wants to manage the Street Profits. Yes. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know how I feel about the Street Profits because they're because they're great, but at the same time, it's like it's almost like. What do they want to do with that? Why are they on Raw? I know they're being fans, or I'm not sure what they're doing. I think... They need to keep... No, they need to... What's that one guy's name, the one with the crown? The other one's Dawson, the other one's... Wilder? No. I don't know. Wilder's on the revival. (laughs) But, yeah. Street Pop, dude, they're great. Like they're I just, on I mic. Don't, I don't have faith in tag team wrestling in WWE. I'm, I'm not talking about the actual tag team matches because when they when WWE runs tag team matches or six man tags or I mean they've had some really amazing matches even recently. But I'm just saying as far as like how they're booked, how 
you know, the revival can have they can they can look strong one week and then look like dog shit the next to like a couple of thrown together people. So, here's here's some cool news. They're still rocking and rolling. The Rock and Roll Express is gonna be appearing on the NWA taping on um so they're gonna be taken on the NWA Cup tournament and they're gonna take on the Briscoes in a classic showdown. I don't think like I don't know how what's wrong? You look like you're like so I don't see them anymore. I mean all the respect in the world to them, but come on guys. Eh, yeah. It's like, oh look, they can still do all their moves. <laughs> yeah. It's it's like it's like you could say the same thing about Van Dam. Like, oh look, he can do all the same moves. Yeah, now take where Van Dam is at right now and move that at about a quarter speed. My god, he can do a Hurricane Rana. Yeah, that's great. So can Scott Steiner. He can still do one. So, um, Bully Ray just like, put out that Brock Lesnar needs to beat Kofi. I disagree with Brock um, Bully Ray on that. I think Kofi needs to win this match and to get over to push him as a top Kofi's champion. end game as champion came when he beat Randy Orton clean at Summer Stars freaking clash of the champions you don't want to see him keep the title a little bit longer that would be nice but at the same time his peak was with Orton yeah now now Brock Lesnar's in the picture because he's going to sm- he's going to Smackdown you could say that that's mainly because Fox wants that yeah well I, I mean, don't think I don't think Brock should have the title I think Kofi should win this match and push him. I and see, then after that, Brock can destroy him. I see Fox the same way as I see the Saudi shows. Like, they're going to advertise... Like, on their on their wrestling advertisements for SmackDown, we're going to show The Undertaker, we're going to show The Rock, and Stone Cold Steve Austin. And how often do they show up? And do any of them wrestle? Uh, yeah, Undertaker does maybe once or twice a year. No. Um, The Rock possibly good even though he just said that he's officially retired Austin could if he really wanted to but I don't think that it's really worth it for him Edge said he's cleared but he doesn't want to do it I I know that you were talking about oh he's getting in shape because of his movement like or for his for his uh, acting gig but I think it's also a matter of convenience it's like hey look I'm Getting back in shape just in case they offer seven figures for doing <laughs> one match. It's Sally. <laughs> and I don't think that Edge... I mean, okay, you could say that Edge was always somebody where he, he let it be known if he doesn't want to do something. But at the same time, I don't think... I can't speak for him. But do you think that he would really be against the idea of, Hey, we're gonna, we're gonna, uh, we're gonna book you for a match for like $2 million. Okay, um, if Saudi asked you to wrestle for them and they gave you that two million dollars well they will never do that no, i'm just saying will you take it well i'm pretty sure yeah i mean that's the same reason why the undertaker and goldberg decided to have a shit show and they were like oh man that was so horrible 
give us our three million dollars. See, that's what I'm thinking, dude. If somebody offered me money, that's why Shawn Michaels came back for that joke that he, you know, wish never happened. But he was like, you know what? My bank account says otherwise. Yeah, dude, I will do anything for that. So your boy Champa shares a video package hyping his return. When he comes back, I think he's well, you know, because he says that he wants to get he wants to get his title back, which means that he would be a face. I think that he comes back as a tweener. I think that even if he had the belt, that he wouldn't give any love to the faces. He he would just like go against anybody. Yeah. Um. Here's another news: Vicky Guerrero is launching a new podcast. I didn't know she had an old podcast. Well, that's that's good to hear. <laughs> Excuse me. Excuse me, the Vicky Guerrero show. That's what it's called. Excuse me, the Vicky Guerrero show. <laughs> okay, so I said that this was going to be a short episode, but there is one more thing that I want to talk about before we actually get to um, our end notes. Yeah. So Baron Corbin wins the King of the Ring on Raw. I'm okay with it. I gotta say, you know what? So. Because now he's, now he's the king. Now he's going to leave that stupid gimmick he had before. Now he's going to be more of the kingship. Not, well, well, not a lot of people were really talking about this up until the... I mean, well, maybe people were, but I just wasn't paying attention. Was that the finals match, that, that, that was... One of the best matches on the card? Chad Gable and Baron Corbin work extremely well together. Yeah. For anybody that watched them in NXT. They had some great work together. Chad Gable is an amazing athlete. I want to see more of him. His, yeah. I, I want to see more of him getting pushed in future matches. Make Put him in the IC title pitcher or the US pitcher. Give him the title. Let's see him run it. You know what I mean? Well, the other question is, is that, I mean, okay, this isn't a question. So people were talking, I mean, so if you, if you follow up on social media and everything, you'll see that people were saying, yeah, as far as Corbin's matches, I mean, he had some, he had some very good opponents to work with, but his part of the matches were pretty well also. Like I was watching the. Corbin and Gable match, and he did a good job with it. He looked a lot more motivated than he has in a long time, so that's that's a plus. It's I'm still not a huge fan, but I hope that they actually kind of give him more layers to his character and kind of stray away from the ones that result in people wanting to change the channel. That's the problem: is that you can be a heel that people are still intrigued to watch. Yeah. And with WWE, they usually take the easy way out, and they just go, we're just going to give this guy X-Pac heat. Yeah. So, and that's what I mentioned on prior episodes, where you take an intriguing heel, and you can, you can, you can like the heel, I mean, you can like the character, but you also want to see, how is the hero going to overcome this? Well, where is this story going to go? Oh, yeah. And the problem, and the problem with the problem with Corbin was that he didn't really have a character like that. And I always mentioned that online. I said, "Who the fuck gives a shit if somebody beats Baron Corbin?" But people wanted Chad Gable to beat him, yeah. and that was like the 
and that was actually a time where I said, you see, this is actually working well. So hopefully, hopefully both Gable and Corbin benefit from what appears like they're going to continue this feud. So you got anything else to add before we talk about their uh, interview schedule? Oh my gosh, man. I got tons of stuff. Man. <laughs> well, don't talk about all of it. Just talk about a couple things or one. Nah, no, not really. Um, I'm just I'm just happy we're here today and relaxing and seeing each other. And so I'm ready to talk about the schedule. So what's on tap? What's on tap? So, before we do anything, I need to I need to get into my schedule schedule because I just posted it on my page. So, we have on September twenty second, Sean Carr. They call him the hybrid. It looks like Mr. Keener once again giving us a gimmick that he did before. So I don't know what he is right now. Um, September 29th, we got the manager of Joey Ace and Mike Law, AJ Pan. You know what I mean? And, dude, we could talk about, really talk about what happened to good management. You know what I mean? Managers disappeared after the um, Attitude Era. Yeah, the only good manager that's really left that everybody knows about is Paul Heyman. Yeah. And he's, not, he doesn't even like being called a manager. He likes being called an advocate. Yeah. Um, October 6th, we got Chris Banks. Then October 13th, Tierra James. He's a partner with David Reed that we're going to bring on later on that, on that this year. On October 30th, on Halloween weekend, Helter Skelter. That's going to be fun. And then we just... Um, we just picked up a guy um we picked up an interview because dan sykes a friend of mine went yo you need to get talking to this guy named garrison creed his gimmick is military and all that and he's in he's in he's in minnesota or mid-south somewhere i don't know where they're at but he's out that way so this is this is different than the east coast side so we're yeah um, November 10th, we got Mark Adams Haggery. Um, November 17th, it's open still. We're trying to save that for somebody that did, was supposed to come on, but we're still working on it. Um, November 23rd, we got Icons of Wrestling with Chubby Dudley. Um, um, December 1st is our, fa um, our family day, I mean, that we're all going to go do bowling. We're going to relax. December 8th is open. Uh, December 22nd, we got Dave Reed. December 29th, Frankie Picard. <laughs> so I want to give a shout out to everybody who has supported us along this wonderful journey of 125 plus episodes that we have done whether you're you've got criticisms whether you got um compliments anything that you could share it on us share it with us 
individually or you can go on our Facebook page at the Insecurity Pro Wrestling Discussions. Also, if you have any questions for any of our guests, please send them over to us. Yes, definitely. We and, would love to hear your questions. So something else that was talked about the other day with uh, DB and I is the fact that so for the current league, for anybody who participates in that, is that before the end of the season originally was at the end of the year now it's no you, yeah it was at yeah it was at the end of the year yes so now because of much deliberation and discussing constantly i still don't like it but i'm going to go with it well the ending is going to be well this well, well there's there, there there's actually a reason for it it's because of the new format that we're trying to run and if anybody is interested in hearing more about this, because we're going to be sharing it closer to when we start running it, is that the season's going to be WrestleMania to WrestleMania. That's mainly because of the format, not because I just felt like it. Really, know? the first on um, the first pay per view will be after WrestleMania. Yeah, that's that, that's yeah. what I'm talking about. So, <clears throat> so there's so if anybody wants to hear anything about that, feel free. We got a lot of exciting things with that. And also, the main man with that is James Weiss. So if you have any questions, ask him. Feel free to ask him also. The guy who took himself out of the league because he was owning everybody. <laughs> <laughs> he just knew what he was doing. You know I mean? He, he figured everything out. Oh, he runs the league. He knows because he is that awesome. He didn't run the league previous seasons. He was still whooping people's asses. So, yeah. so he's definitely the person on top of his game. Oh, yeah. But people get upset. People are always like, ah, he's cheating. But well, he's not because cheating. people are competitive. And hopefully, with this upcoming season, we're going to see a lot more pissed off people. Because so. <laughs> a couple of these ideas, I know for a fact, is going to bring a lot of polarizing responses. So, we have good news coming up, but we can't say it now. But it's Yeah, be- lots and lots of good news. Also... We are looking for a logo designer. If anybody is interested, send us a message. And writers, and anybody who wants to do editorials, and thank you for Josh Ho for the five takes that you were doing. I honestly don't even know if you've been doing them lately, but thank you. And uh, Yeah, if you're going to do a logo, please tell us you know what a yin-yang is and an integori. Yes, please. If you don't know what an integori is, look it up. It's not hard. There's Google. If you can spell it. E-N-Z-U-I-G-U-R-I. Yes, it is. Because we didn't get it right. Because we were going by WWE. See, even WWE didn't know how to spell it. (laughs) So how are we going to spell it? It doesn't matter. So next episode is going to be on Sunday. Yes, with Sean Carr. All right. So that's it for this evening. This is Fran... I am D.B. Richards, the man of the hour. Yeah, whatever. Nah, we'll see you next Sunday. Yeah, Sunday, yeah.